assault action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Cali Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Cali Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future-ready from gun bans with the Cali Key. The Cali Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at CaliKey.com with free shipping. Hey, everybody. Welcome, my fellow Americans, back to the Sheriff Mac Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live, nationally syndicated TV and talk radio at your fingertips. Sheriff Mac, welcome. And did you know we're on Brighty on TV and Brighty on radio as well? Uh, no, I didn't, but that's fantastic. But Sam, it's go, great sir. to be with you this beautiful, and I mean beautiful, Utah Tuesday morning. I'm in Utah to attend my grandson's graduation last night which was stellar because he was the speaker because he's student body president. And uh, boy, does that little kid remind me of me. <laughs> That's fantastic news. And by the way, the reason you think it's such a beautiful day is because you're out of the hell heat of Phoenix and you're in the blessed country where it's a little cooler, my friend. It is nice and cool. And uh, uh, first last night we went to a football game for uh, Jaden and Justin and then we rushed over to Lincoln Academy for the uh, ninth grade graduation. And uh, Jackson just so happens, as I said, to be student body president, but he's also uh, part of the, uh, an elite group of kids who graduated uh, yesterday uh, that uh, have spent 10 years at that school. So starting in kindergarten all the way up to freshman year, uh, He's attended the Lincoln Academy, and it's a good school, and uh, really uh, enjoyed uh, the graduation last night. And uh, it was, uh, I told my wife, I said, uh, aren't we glad we came, and, and we sure were. And it, it was a great night. And that's why we talk about God, family, and country all the time, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the things that yep. matter the most. And if you don't have a traditional family due to life circumstances. You know what? Find patriotic, liberty-loving friends. Make them your family. Look out for one another as if they are family. Uh, that's the American way. All right, Sheriff, Amen. you got a quote from the Sheriff Mac. Win over Bill Clinton, right? Here it is. The most powerful 10th Amendment decision in the history of America, defining the principle of federalism and state sovereignty. And here's a, a fantastic uh, qu a quote, paragraph by Justice Scalia. As Madison expressed it, the local or municipal, in other words, the county and city authorities or governments, the local or municipal authorities form distinct and independent portions of the supremacy. So there goes, he shoots down uh, everybody in the government and, and at CNN and all over the place that say that the uh, federal government is supreme to the states. Scalia just shoots this down 100% form distinct and independent portions of the supremacy. No more subject within their 
respective spheres to the general authority or to the federal government, then the general authority is subject to them within its own sphere. And that sphere and that they're talking why, about Sheriff, is the, the sphere of authority. And your government, this is why the mainstream press and your government will not tell you about Richard Mack's case. This absolutely, definitively shuts down federal overreach 1,000%, sir. And by the way, Sam, that came from uh, Scalia quoting Federalist number 39. And he quotes 39 uh, in a few places within his decision. So it makes it, again, a, a very historical uh, uh, ruling from Justice Scalia because he doesn't come up with anything new. He simply takes us through a very solid constitutional uh, history lesson. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's way beyond 101. It's AP history in the Supreme Court case. It's the greatest 10th Amendment decision ever rendered. Sheriff Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. He was under the threat of arrest by the president of the United States of America. But the president got shut down and Sheriff Mack won. Well, speaking of courts, ladies and gentlemen, it's a sad day, if you will. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson dismissed Carrie Lake's lawsuit against the stolen 2020 midterm elections late Monday night following a, quote, three-day trial exposing election misconduct and fraudulent mail-in ballot signature verifications. All right. It shows that in the case, it showed that at least 274,000 ballots were verified in less than three seconds each. So blip, blip, blip. How are you going to verify names in less than three seconds? The Gateway Pundit have been reporting on this uh, in depth. If you want to learn more, go there. Um, they bottom line said at least 70,000 mail-in ballots were not even properly verified in accordance with Arizona law, so the election should be dismissed. And uh, anyway, this is a shame, ladies and gentlemen. Um, basically, it's a bombshell exposing corruption, but what the judge did was manipulate things. Let me give you an example. There was a couple of whistleblowers who said, look, all these people are breaking the law. That's what the whistleblower said. But the whistleblower said, we tried to obey the law, and here's what we did to try to do what's right, et cetera, et cetera. And the judge went, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to dismiss all this then because a few of you tried to obey the law. Anyway, bottom line, Carrie Lake is expected to appeal the lawsuit and try to go all the way to the Arizona, Arizona Supreme Court on this. Uh, Sheriff Mack, what do you say? And then introduce our guest, and he can have his say on this, in my opinion, critical um the judge is a rope thug sir well i think it shows once again uh like the judge uh at the uh, waco trials uh he just ruled against the rule of law uh and common sense and the evidence uh, any judge who is going to support two hundred seventy-four thousand ballots being counted and verified signatures in a matter of a few seconds and then saying that she doesn't have a case. He proved that she does have a case, but when judges uh, go along with uh, political correctness instead of the rule of law, this is what you get. And that's why there, there uh, is a huge mo movement afoot and why I went to uh, Nashville on Sunday because this big video is coming out, a documentary entitled 
no justice in America no, or no justice for all. Uh, and, and that's where, where we're at as a country. The justice system has been destroyed by people who do not keep their oath and, and politicians instead of statesmen as judges in this country. And this Thompson has really blown it. So I hope the Supreme Court of Arizona will stand up and do what's right. Amen to that. You want to do the honors? Oh, yes. Uh, Sam, uh, for the past uh, two or three years now, I've been working uh, in a, a close association with Ameri the American uh, Police Officers Alliance. Uh, this is a, a group who dedicates themselves to uh, defending the position of law enforcement in our country. As you know, that goes right along with what we uh, also say. Uh, and, and they're very concerned about uh, gun control. They're very concerned about the Constitution. And so our association was an easy one because that's exactly what CSPOA uh, stands for. We're glad to call uh, uh, APOA our uh, sister company, uh, our, our sister in arms, if you will, or our brother in arms. Uh, and we have today with us, Sam, a good friend of mine, uh, Daniel Stebbs, who is the executive director for the APOA, the American Police Officers Alliance. And uh, we're grateful to have you on the show today with us, uh, Daniel. Thanks for being with us on the Sheriff Mack Show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here as well. So. All right, let's start out learning a little bit more about um, the American Police Officers Alliance. One of your phrases is unite, engage, defend. I love that, Daniel. Yeah, we, we want to, our goal is to unite civilians in order to help stand up for law enforcement as well. Because as we've seen in the last few years, probably ever since uh, Ferguson, it's been a constant attack on police officers, which hurts morale, which hurts recruitment, which hurts everything about the job. And then you have the good police officers being called evil. Well, the bad ones are going around just doing going above the law in certain instances. And we want to help organize these people to stand up with all those good police officers and make sure and tell the media that all these police officers are not bad and that they're good people and they need to be supported in their work. Yeah, there's two issues. One is you got the bad apples uh, that, as you know, ruin the barrel. Uh, the mainstream press, in my opinion, is derelict in their duty to set the record straight. Most of them are good. Many of them, though, let's be clear, when we talk about constitutional, many of them just know, don't know their responsibility. We've been raised in a society with government schools and We've been taught communist and socialist principles all of our lives. Many people don't understand our founding. Richard Mack admits he was one of those. He considers himself kind of a jerk beat cop in the beginning, uh, and it took him kind of a waking up period. And I think we need to be patient. We need to kind of focus on the how to win friends and influence people uh, idea to kind of patiently work with a lot of these people because we don't know that they're bad. We don't know that they're not our friends. Many of them just don't understand what's going on. And the sad part is, uh, this is being taken advantage of by the mainstream press, by the government, to really cause us problems. For example, in Tennessee, they're looking about uh, to over or abolish oversight boards uh, in big cities across Tennessee, the whole state. This is insane if they try to dismantle the police. Um, they will rue the day they do this. 
Uh, look at Oregon and that that city that they had, Chaz or whatever that thing is called. Um, uh, in um, I think Chaz I was, was in Seattle, Seattle, Washington in this case. Yeah. yeah. So in Seattle was this one. But you look at that and you go, what in the heck are they thinking, Daniel? Yeah. With the Tennessee bill, they are abolishing the, the civilian oversight boards, which from my from what I've seen, all a lot of these oversight boards are staffed with majority activist people. And they're appointed by the city councils, which in the major cities are usually democratic. So they're trying to appeal to their bases in certain areas to put in these activist oversight boards who will go after police for anything. And in certain areas, they do have subpoena power, disciplinary fire power. The oversight board in Oakland a while ago fired their, the police chief. So they do have the po power to fire police chiefs as well. Yeah, so let me, let me highlight why these boards are so bad. Most people are thinking, well, golly, don't we want citizens to kind of monitor what's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, think about the checks and balances in your government. you got three branches. This creates a fourth branch with literally judge, jury, and executioner type yep. capabilities, as Daniel just highlighted. So the reason yep. that I bring this up is almost every time you run around and hear about the cops and every time you run around and hear a headline, you think it's bad. In this case, these abolishing of these oversight boards is a great thing because there is no delegated elected authority. These people many times are appointed. These people many times have authority, supposedly, I would call it pretend authority, that crosses yep. all boundaries of checks and balances, Daniel. Yes, they do. And I believe there was an instance in Arizona with their oversight boards. They passed legislation where they would have, the members would have to go some sort of training to understand police procedure so at least with arizona they're at least trying to make these oversight boards understand police procedure with regards to certain issues yeah but again they shouldn't exist though the reform of them is the problem yes you can get a few good people in there today but tomorrow it'll run off the rails yeah. every time because they have they don't have the checks and balances built in sheriff matt they don't understand the proper role of limited government the goal is to chain down people not give them wings no that's exactly yeah. correct and uh, sam i'm all for uh citizens have you as you alluded to earlier i'm all for citizens being involved in the process and uh, as a matter of fact i had a citizens advisory board at at the sheriff's office when i was there and but it was for them to bring uh their concerns to me and also talk about uh, the community's feelings about uh, their perception of what law enforcement in our county was doing. One of those that we had in our community was there was a certain restaurant where all of the cops would go in the morning on break and there'd be like seven or eight, sometimes even 10 police vehicles there almost on a daily basis. And the community said, this, this looks like uh, the cops really aren't concerned about the community. All the cops are at one place. That would be the perfect time uh, to commit a, a robbery or any other crimes because all the cops are there having coffee and they're not out on the beat. And so because of the citizens committee uh, and their advice, uh, I stopped all of that. And, and I couldn't control the other police departments, but I told my deputies, if there are already two police vehicles at a particular restaurant, I don't care which one, 
then you're not to go there. You go have your coffee someplace else. And let's spread this coffee break around the community so that people see us that we're, pre we're prepared to do our work at a given notice if, if we're having coffee or not. And, and that's the type of thing that citizens can get involved with. But to have citizens actually run the chief of police or the sheriff and, and then say who needs to be fired and then try to get involved in shooting incidents that they have no experience and no knowledge about, then it's counterproductive. And what we've seen is these are just liberal institutions trying to uh, promote uh, liberal dogma and uh, liberal agendas and it's it's failing miserably in fact that's where a lot of the uh, this was born out of the anti-cop movement from blm and uh no this this well, has and been as daniel a said, catastrophe as daniel said sheriff they have even in some instances been given subpoena power look now oh, they're ridiculous. what judge jury and executioner i mean this is where would they get subpoena rate. power and, and that's why I started this discussion no. out like I did, because people are very deceived if they're not careful with the headlines. Look, we're for community policing. We're for citizens' involvement. We're not for giving them governmental authority, though, that breaches sovereignty and the separation of powers, Daniel. Yep, and I totally agree. And that's what a lot of these oversight boards are doing. They're just staffed with majority activists. In some cases, they will have a police officer or a former police officer on it just to appease some groups but at the end of the day he is outmatched that police officer is outmatched by the the activists so how can we have any proper police either reform or discipline if the majority of these people on these boards are activists and we need to either get rid of them or if we can't get rid of them in certain instances just find ways to tell the leaders hey reform the way that we get the people on these boards because in states like New York city and the state of New York, they're not going to get rid of those boards. So that's my opinion. Well, it's, it's something, it's something that needs to be looked at in every state. And yeah. I, I would imagine that it's running okay in, in some places but Tennessee has seen the damage it's done and they're making yeah. a law against it. So yeah, uh, good I, for Tennessee. I, I, I applaud them for doing that because we did do some yeah. work within Nashville FOP in the beginning to help try to stop the Nashville oversight board from getting formed back in yeah. around 2018. So yeah, I'm glad Tennessee actually passed that law getting rid of those oversight boards. And now we'll actually see how the judicial system and the judges respond to it. Amen to that. We also need to talk about the ATF. It's unconstitutional, ladies and gentlemen. The ATF overreach is out of control. Look, the ATF has no constitutional authority to even exist, much less the authority to define what's, quote, legal and what's not legal regarding firearms in America. This is a critical point we need to highlight, too, uh, Daniel. Yep. Yes, yes, it is. With the banning of s certain weapons, like the, say the AR-15 as an example, it, it do to me that doesn't make sense because if you're gonna ban these weapons, you're just gonna turn them underground and then you'll have no say in who is tr trying to get these guns. So why not just keep them legal? 
and allow people to buy them through the already legal means. Don't ban them, just have them legal so that this way we know that we can run the background checks that we already have on these guns and the people so that they can still get these guns and we make sure that the right people get these guns as well. Important to understand the ATF has no authority over sheriffs or local municipalities, yep. Sheriff Mack. This is kind of the point of your whole lawsuit. People need to get this word ASAP. Yeah, that's right, Sam. And the, the, thing, the thing of it is, let's prove to everybody by looking at the Constitution and see if you were correct, Sam, when you said there's no constitutional authority for the ATF to exist. And quite frankly, it goes on to many other bureaucracies as well. Okay, so where do we see the regulatory authority within the Constitution? It's, it's the uh, part where it says that they can over, in Article 1, Section 8, the federal government can regulate uh, interstate commerce. That means commerce between one state and another, not inside the state. They're not, they have no authority there whatsoever. That's the only regulatory authority they have. And so if you turn to uh, the 10th Amendment that I sued the federal government on, it states the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution are reserved to the states or to the people. So you have to go through the Constitution and see, especially in Article 1, Section 8, where it delineates the specific and enumerated powers delegated by the states to the federal government. Is there anything whatsoever, even remotely, that gives any kind of authority or delegates any authority to the federal government to regulate the citizens' possession and ownership of firearms or any weapon at all? And it does not. So if that authority and power does not exist within the Constitution, you must refer to the 10th Amendment that says if there is any such power, it does not belong to the federal government. It belongs to the states or to the people. And so the federal government, as you alluded to, Sam, has absolutely no skin in the game. There, in fact, then you refer to the Second Amendment where you see specifically that government is bound by the number one rule regarding guns, and that is it cannot be infringed. And government's role in that has only one, and that's the responsibility to guarantee to everyone in the country their right to keep and bear arms. They have no authority whatsoever to regulate my possession of a gun, and that includes AR-15s, AK-47s, or any other rifle. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A quick pause. Daniel Stebbs with us. He is the executive director of the American Police Officer Alliance.com. A whole lot more coming up in seconds right here on the Sheriff Mack Show and LRT.
Overton, Nurse Freedom Network, and Remnant Nursing. Just wanted to let you guys know where you can find me, uh, nursefreedomnetwork.org. You can also find us at remnantnursing.org, where we are providing concierge nursing services and opportunities for nurses who are ready to break away from this broken and oppressive sick care system. You can also find me five days a week, actually one day a week, but you can find all the nurses, Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I love uncensored truth on Brighty on TV. The global currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets. And the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value that do not require governments, corporations, or markets to make good on their obligations. At the top of this list of intrinsic assets is physical gold and silver. These precious metals have outlasted every failed civilization and government in human history. And they are non-digital, which means they still hold value even if the power grid fails. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source for physical precious metals that are delivered securely and discreetly into your hands. Visit brightionmetals.com to check their live pricing and in-stock coins and bars. Find out why they are my trusted source for physical metals and why they're the official sponsor of Brighteon.tv. Brighteonmetals.com. I feel that Juvent is helping me to get better every day in every way. That impact is what has been shown to help improve your bone density. Without that impact, you're missing a very important nutrient in your physical conditioning program. The Juvent Micro Impact System allows the person to create more joint range of motion. Now I know there's a chance that nourishment can take place to that joint. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Stebbs with us. He's the executive director of the American Police Officers Alliance. Their goal, unite, engage, defend. To learn more, to get involved, to join them as a partner organization of the CSPOA, AmericanPoliceOfficersAlliance.com is how you get that done. We talked about Carrie Lake losing her lawsuit. She'll appeal. In my opinion, robe thug judges are out of control, ladies and gentlemen. We're also talking about the BATF unconstitutional overreach, to say the least. You know what? The ATF has no authority to even exist, much less the authority to define what is legal and what's not legal regarding firearms. But they also have no authority, ladies and gentlemen, to sidestep, to ignore due process, to have the FBI do warrantless surveillance, etc. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me carefully. 
Sheriff Bob Songer says it's their intention to completely disarm us. Meanwhile, a headline just came out. There's attorneys fighting for truth at January the 6th, Sheriff Mack uh, and Daniel. And the mm -hmm. headline from an attorney documents in a video put before the court that the government shot people in the face. You can watch the moment on the Internet now when cops literally start firing on January 6th protesters. It was, for the most part, peaceful. Yeah, there was a few rebel rousers, like there is in every large, massive, excited crowd. But it was pretty tame until the government started shooting people in the face. Then the wheels came off. So the attorney's um, assertion in this situation is simply that, you know what, the government literally started this and took it to the stratosphere. And the video proves uh, what he's saying. Sheriff Mack, then Daniel. Yes, and the, I mean, there has been so many atrocities uh, that the FBI have committed, crimes that they have committed, all in the name of going after uh, the January 6th uh, insurrectionists. Uh, and they've even continued to maintain that uh, a Capitol Police officer was murdered uh, by uh, the, the insurrectionists Which that they call them there. Which is an absolute lie straight from the pit. And it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. Uh, and and uh, Tucker Carlson actually proved that on his show. I, I think it was one of the reasons why he was fired. Uh, but nevertheless, he did, and he showed the evidence. And then people like um, Mitt Romney uh, are, are, are saying how misled uh, uh, Tucker Carlson was and how off he was and, and that we've already seen all the evidence. Uh, obviously, you haven't seen the evidence. And this is another thing the FBI violated, which is required by the United States Constitution. They don't have the authority just to go round people up across the country, like California and Arizona and other places, without going through the extradition process. And they didn't do it one time on any of these arrests. And they have committed yeah, so many different crimes. And this sadly is where sheriffs should have stood up and stopped it and defended their citizens. Yes, they should have. Interposed, Sheriff Mack. And I would even say now the sheriff should be telling the FBI, you came and got somebody in my county without my permission. You came in and got somebody without extraditing them. Uh, I, would I would say from now on, you come into my county, you check with me, and you follow the law that everybody else has to follow. We go to get somebody, pick up somebody in Hawaii. We must get an extradition going, and the governor must sign off on that. And now you think because you're the mighty FBI, you're nothing to me but a bunch of corrupt little boys running around, oh, and girls, running around trying to pretend that you're enforcing the law. You're not. From the Declaration of Independence, it's pretend legislation and that reality. It's not true. They have no authority, Daniel. None. Yes, I would agree with Sheriff Mack with how the FBI has been going around with regards to all these people is a little bit disturbing and that they should actually be following the rule the rules of law with regards to going after these people for what they did on january 6. there's no doubt about that ladies and gentlemen listen to me the blaze just issued a headline that i think relates here perfectly the fbi improperly surveilled americans 278,000 times in 2021 alone targeting political donors, protesters, 
court filings now reveal. Candace Hathaway with The Blaze highlights this reality. Think about that number. 278,000 times. Literally, the FBI acted criminal, Daniel. Yeah, it's... Yeah, we are in a situation nowadays where a lot of these government agencies think they have plenary power and can go around the rule of law and what is stated in the Constitution. Like when I went to one of the CSBOA's uh, trainings with the sheriff from Indiana, who, what was his name, Mac? Brad Rogers. Brad Rogers, with him with the raw milk incident. Why do we have all these this government agency har- harassing someone who's just selling raw milk. Why? It, if people want to buy and drink raw milk, just go ahead and let them. It's their decision if they want to drink it and then suffer the consequences of if they get sick or not. The sad part is the anti-police movement in many cases has justification for their points. Uh, the problem is that the government is taking police powers to a new, new level never intended by the founders. The middle ground, community policing, sheriffs and law enforcement personnel who understand their job to defend, to interpose, to protect, to de-escalate. The middle ground is the truth. We got, got to get rid of the bad apples, no doubt. We've got to stop government out of control overreach. Uh, we've got to stop these extremes and stand together. We need a clarion call for civility to work together in the middle Ladies and gentlemen, for this, look, we're at, it's out of control. The gun control measures are being pushed all over the country. Bob Songer in Washington uh, talked about they just passed gun control there and the sheriffs will not enforce it. Most of them Democratic Colorado governor. Guy's name is Jared Police. Um, I guess he signed four new gun control bills, ladies and gentlemen. Their goal to strengthen red flag laws adding measures to restrict gun purchases, imposing new, quote, legal liabilities on the gun industry, uh, the goal to raise the minimum age to 21. Um, People have to wait three more days after purchasing a gun before they can even get their goods. A third bill expands on the list of people who can petition the court to impose what they call an extreme risk protective order. And these extreme risk protective orders used to be only the cops and certain government officials could call for it. Now they're expanding it to where literally everybody and their dog, family members, uh, anybody literally can file one of these requests and stop somebody from having a gun. This is out of control, Sheriff Mack. Yeah, it has been for some time too. It's nothing new. When Daniel was talking about the gun control, um, background checks and laws and so forth. Uh, There's already over 20,000 gun control laws, mostly pretended legislation uh, that that have no, that the governments, either city, counties or states or federal government that have established these so-called laws had no authority to uh, do in the first place. State constitutions are very explicit about uh, the right to keep and bear arms for the people. Uh, and and a- as is the federal constitution, most of the state constitutions are even more explicit uh, and, and very uh, powerful 
in protecting the innate right of our citizens to keep and bear arms. And so let's ask all these uh, vapid politicians, these corrupt politicians, you've already enacted and promised us, like with the Brady Bill, the Clintons promised us that that would make our streets so safe. They keep promising us 20,000 times that gun control will make our country safer. That has been the big lie. But all they do, they never say, wow, the Brady Bill didn't work. Oh, wow. The background checks didn't work. Oh, wow. The, uh, the, the waiting periods, uh, whatever it is, all these gun control laws have failed miserably to provide safety for the community. And yet where we see people who have defended themselves and have used firearms in the defense of themselves and their families and neighbors, that has proved to be much more effective and has created safety for those people who have used them. And, and so none of this makes sense. You have to go back to what is their intent. And it is, as you said earlier, their intent is to disarm America and to disarm uh, law-abiding citizens. They have never tried to disarm the gangs or the recidivists. Amen to that, Daniel. I'm convinced we just need to absolutely abolish the criminal, unconstitutional FBI. Am I going too far? I would say you're right to an extent, but I do think the FBI does serve a purpose to an extent. I think more of the corruptness from the FBI comes from the from the upper levels, like the the high ups, like the James Comey's back when he did the uh, Clinton emails first. She was not guilty. Then she was guilty. I'm like, are you trying to just keep your job at this point, depending who wins the 2016 election? I mean, yeah. and that's what I generally think. Do I think there's a there's FBI agents out there that are doing good? Yes. But at the same time, I think the problem with the FBI is coming from the high levels to where those people who are in charge are the ones who are probably making the bad calls and telling all these agents, you have to go and do this. And they're being politically motivated to do so. Yeah. Just so everybody knows it's July 26th, 1908 that the FBI was basically founded. Um, if you will. And I look at that and I just go, man, we, we survived for 150 years without it or 140 years without it. But now yep. somehow we just got to have it. What do you say, Sheriff Mack? Well, I used to feel like Daniel uh, and that, you know, the FBI did uh, serve a purpose, but they have abandoned the, the any legitimate purpose uh, now, and they're just too corrupt to trust. Obviously, they cannot be trusted. The good FBI have either turned, uh, have quit. The good agents have, and there's still good people that I was talking about with this with uh, Sheriff Jim Tracy last night, former sheriff of Utah County. Uh, he was at the graduation. He had a, a grandson Wait, do I wish he was back, sir. Yeah, I do too. And and the thing of it is, uh, he, he feels the exact same way I do now in that even the good agents in the FBI will still just follow orders. Uh, and then the other ones have either quit, like the one that was on Fox News, she says, I quit after 13 years because it's too corrupt and, and I, I cannot go along with what's going on there. And if these good agents don't fall in line, then they get attacked like the four of them that are 
uh, now whistleblowers testifying before Congress. Uh, and of course, the Democrats all attack them now as liars. So th they don't even, they the Democrats said they're not even whistleblowers. So they don't get whistleblower protection. This is so absurd. The problem is, it's not just the hierarchy of the FBI that's corrupt. It's everybody that's over them. It's Congress. It's the White House. It's the Biden administration. And you, you just can't get good fruit from a, 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 that corrupt of a tree. Daniel, what do you think we the people could do? You know, we've got a problem. Sheriff Max uh, asks this question quite often. What do you think the biggest problem is in America? And what do you think we ought to do about it? I think right now the biggest problem in America is the fact that everyone is in their own echo chambers. If you take a look at social media, if everyone is, if everyone likes say something from Fox news, all they hear is the Fox news side. And if everyone likes the MSNBC side, they'll only like the M get stuff that's representative of the MSNBC side. So there's no real middle ground issues being, being shown. If you take a generic shooting, you'll, you'll have the MSNBC side say, we need more gun control. If you take the Fox News side, we're going to need more concealed carry. And you're not taking a look at the root of the issue, whether that is, say, like gang violence or domestic violence. And I think the main issue that would solve a lot of the issues in the United States is the mainstream media just focusing in on cl getting clicks and likes and appealing to their base, if that makes sense. So this way, people would actually get the whole story with regards to an issue and not just get the one-sided story, whether that be from MSNBC or, say, Fox News. And that's how we can start fixing America is getting rid of the mainstream media as well you know i think there's truth to what he says sheriff mack and that's why i have a website call for civility.com to try to bring people together you know he's right everybody's in their echo chamber and nobody wants to talk anymore discuss look daniel can think the fbi has you know a, a, a reason to exist i can agree with him just like you did sheriff mack but say look they've abused us for so long they got to be abolished completely now, if we want to start yeah. something uh, to coordinate sheriff's departments all around the country uh, to deal with some very few constitutional national issues, fine. Um, but let's not let them exist in any form. Let's abolish them entirely. And let's make sure we put guardrails uh, together. The problem is in 1908, the FBI was nothing like it is today. In 1908, I yeah. believe that Daniel's intention and the intention of those who put it together was good and had good intent, but it's now just gone off the rails. Well, I would make a deal with the FBI. We'll let you continue if we have about uh, 25 sheriffs across the country that will investigate all complaints against you guys, that you're not going to be the uh, investigative authority over police shootings or police corruption, and then you're also the one that polices your own corruption. The sheriffs will be the oversight committee for the FBI. We will investigate the complaints against you. It should have been sheriffs investigating what happened at Waco. It should have been sheriffs investigating what happened at Ruby Ridge. It should have been sheriffs that have been investigating 
uh, what they did on January 6th and the illegal uh, tactics that they used. And it should be sheriffs now telling the FBI, why aren't you doing something to protect us at the border? Why aren't you uh, uh, working to stop the proliferation of drugs at the border? Why aren't you stopping uh, sexual exploitation of children at the border and internationally? Why aren't you stopping human trafficking? Uh, and it would be sheriffs to get more involved in policing the FBI and, and literally being what we were talking about earlier today, the oversight committee, we're not citizens, we are sheriffs, and we need to get involved with your corruption and, and Washington, D.C. corruption because you're not handling it. Roger that. Can we end on somewhat of a good note, ladies and gentlemen? Judge Stephen B. McGlynn, in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Illinois, has now temporarily blocked the state from enforcing its ban on what we call so-called assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. So we do have some judges trying to do what's right. The problem is we need to not just always battle it out in the courts. We need to double down on Tom Woods' point nullification, and we need to do it now. If you could do your court case over again, you wouldn't go to the court, Sheriff Mack. You would just nullify, right? Correct. And, and Daniel, I wanted to know how you uh, felt about that judge in Illinois. What did you think about it? How big is that? Is it, is it a victory or is it, just, is it just some delay? I think it's a temporary victory. We'll see exactly what happens with the other judges in Illinois because I could see other judge. I think a lot of the stuff with our judicial system is now like we have a bunch of activist judges in certain areas. So I'm wondering if this will actually stay in or is another judge in Illinois or going to overrule his ruling? So I, I will take it as a temporary victory for now. So that's my opinion. I agree with that, but Sheriff Max right oftentimes what they do is intentionally come up with split decisions, bring it to the next level, bring it to the next level and eventually get a smackdown. So far, that's what they've kind of been doing to Carrie Lake and I hope she appeals all the way and I hope she wins. She's demonstrated. It's kind of interesting. Now the courts don't even go with the facts. They go with whatever they want to do. Oh, I know it's a fact that there's been election fraud, but we don't care. People are trying to obey the law. So who cares? Or, you know, I know that you're not really a racist, but you know what? People think you are. So I guess it's okay to call you one. Um, and we just go right on down the line with these psychotic decisions from these activist judges, as Daniel points out, that I believe is one of the great problems in America. We need to realize and understand that, yes, the courts have their place. There are, there are checks and balances, but we can't look at the courts as the most important godlike branch of government. It turns our country into a topsy-turvy disaster. Uh, because they literally become kings in robes uh, and they violate the law themselves oftentimes when they make laws from the bench, Sheriff Mack. Yeah, that's uh, regrettably very true. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we just have so much corruption within the courts now. Uh, and I'm very uh, dismayed with the United States Supreme Court and how political uh, they seem to be. But even they... Uh, seem to side uh, at least temporarily with the ban in in uh, Illinois and Chicago, and so this is really embarrassing uh, about what the courts have been doing, uh, and it just seems to be following uh, political dogma instead of 
following the Constitution. I would love to hear one of them just quote a founding father regarding the Second Amendment. That never happens on either side uh, of the aisle. They can't do that because they know they would be violating the intent of the founders. Daniel, let's give the final word to you, sir. What do you want the American people to know? That I would like the American people to know that, first of all, that there are a lot of good law enforcement officers out there and that with all with regards to the stuff with regards to FBI and this investigation with January 6th and all that stuff and all their investigations in general, you can reach out to your local sheriff to make sure that the FBI is following due process and that they are not going over your rights as an individual citizen with regards to, say, warrants, extraditions, and arrests. Ladies and gentlemen, AmericanPoliceOfficersAlliance.com is their website. AmericanPoliceOfficersAlliance.com, CSPUA.org. Gentlemen, thank you so much. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Are you not feeling yourself since getting the jab of the COVID? Are you feeling run down, suffering from brain fog, having trouble staying motivated, or maybe you've packed on a few pounds since getting sick? You're not alone. Millions are suffering from vaccine injury or long haul COVID issues, but there is great news. My friends over at Global Tech MD have the solutions. Their post jab supplement package is a doctor developed protocol to support optimal immune function and to help you start feeling yourself once again. It's time to take back your health. I trust my friends over at Global Tech MD, and you should too. Head on over to covidinjured.com and use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off of your first order of the COVID Health Bundle. Once again, head over to covidinjured.com, use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off your first order. covidinjured.com in the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Christian Knuckles. Donald Trump is God's man. Evidence. He is being persecuted for righteousness sake, 
Matthew 5.10. DeSantis is God's man fighting the beast at Disney. Walt Disney was God's man. Look how the beast swarmed to buy Disney upon Walt's death. They turned Walt Disney Incorporated into the whore of Babylon. They turned the New Jerusalem, that's America, into the mystery Babylon, Revelations 12. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Uh, what do you say to that, Sheriff? It's pretty scary. <laughs> My goodness, Sam. <laughs> um, but 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 I think I guess you had to know that was coming. Um, but that's kind of another reason why I wish um, Trump and DeSantis were being a lot friendlier with each other because uh, the the deep left, uh, the deep state, the corruption that's going on, uh, the New World Order are all going to be attacking both of them. And so when they go and attack each other, it, it really helps the, the other side. Yeah, it helps no one. It's uh, disaster. It really helps the evil. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, You're right about it, that. It you know what I'd like to see, to Sheriff? I would like to see um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, agree to, to be the vice president, Donald Trump to be the president for four years, then let JF or RFK take over, have DeSantis join Robert, uh, and then DeSantis take over. And you could put a string of people together, um, separate, you know, rejecting the separation between Republicans and Democrats that way. And you could get a lot done if they could set aside their differences. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, actually, as you know, that's the way it was uh, when uh, Jefferson against Adams and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, whoever finished second became the vice president. <laughs> and they were forced to work together. Uh, you know, Hillary's always said, we got to come together. We've, it takes a village and all this other. Uh, well, that's one way they forced it back in those days. Uh, I don't know how or when they sat, but uh, it had a lot of merit to it. Um, Amen so, to that. Yeah. I'm rejecting the communist village, ladies and gentlemen. I think we want constitutional republics all across the land as a beacon on a hill, a light on a hill for the rest of the world to understand the proper role of limited government under God Almighty. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com, TV, just all kinds of great stuff. CSPOA.org, God save the republic. Of the United States of America. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for May 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, the goal to promote God, family, and country. To protect life, liberty, and property, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, 
the Constitution for the United States of America. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. And one of the peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Richard Mack with me, former sheriff, president of, founder of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Utah morning. All right. There's so much to discuss right at the last uh, end of the last hour. We talked about Donald Trump a little bit. We kind of hinted who would he pick for his running mate. I think that he ought to pick uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It would obliterate the Republican Democrat line if we did that. Um, But people are asking who will be Trump's running mate for 2024. They say his one and only criteria is whether the person he picks will be completely and absolutely loyal to him. I say shame on that. He need to pick somebody who's completely loyal to the Constitution. Now, some are talking about Kerry Lake. Some are talking about Christy Nome. Some are talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I put together my own list of three names. I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. would be great. But I also suggested that we might consider Roy Moore, Senator Rand Paul, maybe Mike Lee, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Those are the names that I would think of. Can you add to that list, or what do you think, Sheriff? Uh, quite honestly, politically speaking, and the the ability to win uh, the uh, general election in twenty twenty four, I would ask I would ask him and DeSantis to do it right now, and that he should ask DeSantis. Uh, some of those that you just mentioned are very formidable and uh, qualified, but I think putting uh, DeSantis and Trump together. Uh, would would be the the best. Uh, he could also go with Tim Scott. Uh, Tim Scott does uh, very well at raising money. In fact, he's uh, out raising just about everybody right now. Uh, I think having a black man as a, a, a as a running mate would be uh, good for Trump. Uh, yeah, hard to call the Donald a racist, huh? Yeah, it would be then at that time. Yeah, so. Uh, but, you know, all those racist pundits, they don't really care about racism. All they care about is the Democrat Party. And, and that's what the NAACP really should change their name to NAA uh, Democrat, DP. Change the CP to, to DP because that's all they are. They're just a hitman organization for the Democrat Party. Uh, so they, they've all lost so much credibility. It's like the Southern Poverty Law Center has no credibility left. And, and, and I can't believe that there's still people quoting them as if they do. Um, but uh, no, I really, I really think he, to really get down to the nitty gritty of the campaign and politics is that the, the really the two that I would be looking at if I were Trump, and that's why he needs to stop the fighting with DeSantis, is he needs to look at DeSantis and or and or Tim Scott. There you have it. You know, I don't know who to pick, but I know they need to do it quickly. And I think in addition to deciding who they're going to pick, the sooner the better so that we can kind of we can kind of learn what the package is. And the reason that I say that is, you know what, Donald surrounded himself last time with a lot of bad actors. He got a bunch of bad advice. 
And I think consequently, he didn't do near as good of a job as he could have if he was surrounded by the right people. Just imagine not only naming your VP pick, but naming who would surround you and then naming what your policies would be. So we're going to put Ron Paul in charge of the Federal Reserve, for instance. We're going to go ahead and put Sheriff Richard Mack in charge of the FBI. Right. We're going to go ahead and put, uh, you know, Sam Bushman in charge of the media or whatever. You start naming the people around you and then you start naming policies. It's time to abolish the property tax, for example. Uh, the New American has an article about this. I would encourage the states to abolish the property tax. Philosophically, the property tax is unconstitutional. It's totally anti-American. It violates the rights of the American people. Getting rid of the property tax would be one of the most popular proposals that a Republican could put forward. You know, who in their right mind wouldn't want to pay less property tax? And so you could say, well, that's an example of, you know, something the president can do anything about. Nobody can start educating and providing leadership on issues, folks. He can start really giving the, the Republican governors and the constitutional governors, Republican or Democrat, across the country the backing, the education to really start taking appropriate uh, action, right? Um, for example, Joe Biden literally says, hey, white supremacy is the greatest threat to America, that's what he said right now. I think he's off his rocker. I mean, I think there are some bad actors and there's some supremacists out there, but they're far and few between. They're not our biggest problem at all. This is a made-up, manufactured division amongst the people. And if I was a president, I would take that on and double down and say, you're off your rocker crazy. Um, I would get all kinds of people in my cabinet that I know would be trusted advisors so that Americans could actually vote for a package, Sheriff, not for a person. I mean, we're finding out in school board meetings that the FBI literally has um, sent FBI agents into the school board meetings to write down people's license plate numbers. So the FBI agents were tasked with writing down license plate numbers of those attending in order to spy on them and document their actions. Whistleblowers at the FBI is, are now saying, okay, this is insane. But this is what we're seeing, a Sheriff. Yeah, and I would kind of go back to you. Uh, what you were saying at the beginning, you know, that he wants somebody that's totally loyal to him. How about totally loyal to America or as you well, suggested, the, the constitution. And that's why I said shame the on people. the dollar yeah, exactly. But, well, but that's why it sounds like he's repeating the mistakes of the past. And he, the biggest mistake is he said he was going to drain the swamp and he had the swamp join him. Uh, you you can't have it both ways. I'd put Ammon Bundy in charge Either of the Bureau of Land Management. Is what I do. Boy, howdy, no kidding. <laughs> um, you know, so but it's it, it you know for for Trump if he's as soon as he's reelected he's a lame duck. Why not put your neck out on the line and get constitutional people in your cabinet, not Amen. experienced, uh, not experienced. Uh, swamp dwellers in Washington, D.C. I'd put and, Kirk Crosby in charge of the IRS. Well, <laughs> I I would want to be in charge of that. I want to be in charge of the IRS because uh, that would be a real easy one. Abolish the very next day Trump would be elected. On the 21st of January, 2025, bam, no more IRS. Amen, That'd be Amen the first to that. Now, the problem is the Durham report was pretty damning in many ways, but it was a scathing whitewash, though. Look, the 
Crossfire hurricane, hurricane internal code named or whatever. The FBI employees literally used high-level intelligence law enforcement to it literally attack all of us to promote misinformation. They did it knowingly, willingly. They got in bed with Hillary Clinton on that thing. Now the FBI is protecting Biden from prosecution and bribery. It goes even deeper than that. The FBI refused to comply with subpoenas. And the House Republicans are split on what they ought to even do, holding them in contempt of Congress or what? You know what? Why would the Republicans be split on such a clear matter? Because they're compromised, too. We have got to absolutely clean house. The mainstream media already still part of the deep state and covering up for deep state puppets and government operatives. Okay? I don't know what to say about this, but they asked Tucker Carlson if he was going to run for president. And he said, no, forget it. In fact, he's suing people saying, don't even use my name to fundraise. Um, so he's out. Uh, but I think, really, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, joining Donald Trump right now would be great. I don't want to lose DeSantis as a governor right now. And I think DeSantis could join in 2028 and do very well. Um, the problem is, if we're not very careful and we don't stand with Donald Trump, he's going to suck all the oxygen out of the room and then maybe lose if we split the vote too much, which is my concern, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah, I've thought of that too. Uh, and, and yeah, DeSantis, uh, really has been a good governor in, uh, Florida, uh, Trump's, uh, opinion notwithstanding, but, um, yeah, I, I understand that both ways. Um, but would, would, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, be too liberal? I doubt it. You know, he's he's got a lot of JFK properties. He's a liberal in some ways, but for the most part, I mean, this is the guy that literally wrote the definitive documentation about how bogus COVID was and how bogus the vaccines are. Uh, this is also a guy who's, um, you know, his family member, JFK, literally was ready to abolish the Federal Reserve. He created in the United States $2 notes back in his day. I think that's what got him killed. Um, you know what? The Kennedys are far from perfect. Uh, but he's got name recognition. We obliterate the the uh, Republican-Democrat divide that way. Uh, part of the problem with DeSantis and Trump is they're kind of both from Florida. Now, I know they say Trump's from New York, but um, that's a little bit of a problem. The other problem is, you know, they don't get along on too many issues. The attacks have been too deep uh, to maybe heal at this point. Whereas yeah, think, um, RFK could really educate I, I, Trump on vaccines. Yeah, that that part's true, but I think he's... I think he's uh, Pro-abortion, isn't he? And pro-gun control. I don't think be so. Hard to, we, we, be hard to live over that. I'll, I'll work on anyway, that see if we can um, find out. All right, let's come back, take a break. Sheriff Richard Mack with me. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie Lake, last night, I guess got a, a, a little bit of a problem with her lawsuit. She'll appeal for sure. Uh, but Mark Fincham, well-known leader in Arizona, uh, state representative, uh, running for Secretary of State still, Election Fairness Institute, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mark, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. And what the heck happened? The judge literally said, we know there was election fraud, but we don't care. Isn't that what he basically said? Well, thanks, Sam. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, this is an example of the judiciary failing to stay in their lane. So, quote from the judge, accepting that argument, which basically uh, Eric Speckin said, look, if you thumb through a book, that's not reading a book. That, that, it was an excellent analogy. So these clowns wanted everybody to believe that going through the motions in a woodpecker-style rapid-fire examination comparison, how you can compare something without even looking at it, I'm not quite sure, but that is their argument. The judge said accepting that argument would require the court to rewrite not only the election procedures manual, but Arizona law to insert a minimum time for signature verification and specify the variables to be considered in the process. Okay, hold on a second. That's time, place, and manner. It's not the court's place to write that. That's up to the legislature. So he failed to stay in his lane. He had one job. One job. Answer the question. Did a comparison happen or not? And it was shown repeatedly to the tune of roughly 384,000 votes that that wasn't done. So we're now left with what I believe is a, a just a, a totally defective judgment. And yes, it will be appealed because it, it deals with the disenfranchisement of millions of voters in Arizona. This judge didn't want to take the case in the first place. Then he had it, had it shoved down his throat because he screwed up in the second place. So now we have this kind of a, a garbage response. 
Um, I'm confident that the appellate court will probably uphold his garbage response. And once again, it will be up to the Arizona Supreme Court. Now, with that, the question now enters, would this go to the U.S. Supreme Court on an expedited hearing? Because it is a time-critical issue. Amen to that. Time will tell. Now, what I find fascinating is if it goes to the judge, he rejects it and, and is foolish. It goes to a higher court. They overturn it and p- pass it back to him. Don't they need to pass it to a different judge to avoid conflict of interest? It sounds to me like, you know what? Uh, the guy derailed it, got spanked, but he just uh, didn't care. He derailed it again. We're not even really dealing with the facts in the case now. We're dealing with his opinion. Here's what he said. You know what? I know a bunch of people broke the law, but who cares? There are a few people trying to obey the law, so it's okay. Right? Um, I don't even know that he said that. There's, he didn't even admit that there are a few people trying to follow the law. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of said in court somehow that there were a few people that tried to do what was right, so that counts. Yes, there were. And I, I'll give him that. I'm being a little bit critical right now of his, of his writing. Yes, there are people. In fact, um, one of the first witnesses said, I tried to do it right. But you, you can't do it in under three seconds. Now, even a professional, <laughs> this Eric Specht, said it takes me six seconds, and I'm a pro at this. Yeah, but I don't, even, I don't even stop for a second, Mark. I don't care how much of a pro you are. That's not even possible in six seconds. It is not possible, sir. I, I agree with you. I, I question now, whether or not Now, let that, me stop, uh, stop and say, I'm not saying that you can't sure. get any of them that are very clear done in six seconds. You can. But you can't go ballot after ballot after ballot ballot after about six seconds six seconds and concentrate and focus and get it right and pay attention and deal with the anomalies that exist it's just not possible sir and this this highlights the problem with mail-in voting and if we go back to the carter baker report i think it was 2005 they said the fastest way to to corrupt an election adopt mail-in ballots and that's what they've done so I, you know, reading on in some of the articles of some of the uh, the missive that the left propaganda artists have put out there, you know, they're interviewing the the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. We've been vindicated. We, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. The people of Arizona know that you're liars, you're deceivers. They anybody who watched the trial could see apparently what the judge refused to see. And I have sinking regard for the judiciary in this state and certainly for the the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. These guys are a fraud. This is as bad as, as, as Pennsylvania, as Pittsburgh, as Philadelphia. I mean, these, these are bastions of election cheating for decades and now it's come to Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me very carefully. At least um, 70,000 mail-in ballots were not even properly verified. Forget the three-second signature stuff just for a second. Many of them were not even properly verified. 70,000 in accordance with Arizona law. That was proven as well. And therefore, the election must be set aside, folks. The bogus election was called by roughly 17,000 votes, but over 70,000 weren't even counted according to law or verified by law. Sheriff Mack. Well, I'm afraid uh, 
all of this, uh, again, Sam, is, is just showing the corruption of the judges and the courts and that they don't stay focused, just as Mark is alluding to. They don't stay focused on their proper lane. What can he decide and what can he do and what is his uh, l- proper lane? What are the perimeters of this case? What is he supposed to be focusing on? And he just couldn't do it and he can't do it. And he exposed more problems than he obviously attempted to solve. Well, and with the um, people testifying, the the people testifying before the committee, Mark, uh, about Arizona being controlled by the cartels, uh, do you think we can prove this judge is controlled by the cartels? I'm not going to speculate on that, Sam. Uh, I we've we've got an ongoing um, racketeering case that. I, I just I don't want to speculate on any players whatsoever because we don't want to taint uh, the the ongoing. Uh, it's it's a criminal investigation, but we don't want to taint that with with any dispersions. I'm focused on one thing. This judge had one singular job. Say, did a comparison happen or not? And how anybody can look at the evidence and say that a comparison happened. To your point on 70,000 votes to say that a comparison happened looking at what was was presented signatures that didn't even match that, that there were no signatures on the envelope to have those ballots counted is a violation of Arizona revised statutes now I'm going to be writing more on this this coming week in my Substack. if people want to read it it's markfincham.substack.com um, but this is a travesty, and you know, I people said, "Well, Mark, you're you're irrationally hopeful." No, I actually believed that the judge would look at the facts and come to the same conclusion that the vast majority of people who have looked at the facts came to, and that is, there was no comparison done. Now, the cause of that, I, I think, the judge is really right. It's up to the legislature, though to define manner. It's within that three time, place, and manner. That is up to the legislature. That is not up to the courts. And for him to say that the courts would have to write all this out, no, that's not what you're being asked to do. You've assumed a responsibility that's not yours. Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution. Now, we did get a little bit of relief in that. Um, and this doesn't have to do with the court case, but it does have to do with the passage of uh, Senate Concurrent Resolution uh, 1037 that was brought by um, Senator uh, Sonny Borelli, who is the majority leader in the Arizona Senate, and carried in the House by um, Representative Leo Biasucci, who is the majority leader in the House. And that essentially says, unless black box ballot tabulation equipment meets or exceeds DOD standards as critical infrastructure, you may not use these machines as the primary means to count votes. Now, that was passed earlier in in April, but um, on Monday, Senator Borelli um, sent a letter to all of the county supervisors around the state, letting them know this is law. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Fincham with us, Sheriff Richard Mack with us. We're talking about Carrie or Larry. Wow, Carrie Lakes. 
Uh, devastating loss. She's going to appeal. What on earth is the judge doing? We can see their bias. So blatant now. They used to hide it. Now it's in your face. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Prime. The House Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration, Integrity, Security, and Enforcement is in session this hour on the Hill. The Biden Border Crisis Part 3 will examine the causes and effects of the Biden administration's open border policies. California Republican Representative Tom McClintock is leading the proceedings and fears we have allowed terrorists inside our borders. We know that nearly 200 individuals on the terrorist watch list were apprehended by the Border Patrol in 2022 and 2023, compared to just 14 in all four years of the Trump administration combined. What we don't know is how many more are among the 1.5 million known gotaways. The man suspected in the murders of four University of Idaho students will go on trial in early October. Brian Koberger appeared in court where his attorney told the judge he would be standing silent. The judge entered a not guilty plea for the 28-year-old Washington State University graduate student. Koberger's trial is set to begin October 2nd and is expected to last six weeks. President Biden said the latest debt ceiling talks with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy were productive. In a statement, Biden noted that yesterday's meeting at the White House was about the need to prevent default and avoid a catastrophe for our economy. While there are areas of disagreement, he said leaders and staff will continue to discuss the path toward a bipartisan deal. After the meeting, McCarthy also said the talks were productive. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen announced the United States could go in default if the debt ceiling isn't raised by June 1st. TikTok is suing the state of Montana over the state's new ban of the social media platform, challenging the law's constitutionality. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte said he did so to protect Montanans' personal and private data from the Chinese Communist Party. Thanks for listening. We are USA News. At Total Wine & More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines, including Cabernet, Sparkling, Pinot Noir, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Find what you love, love what you find, at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Fincham and Sheriff Richard Mack with me. We're talking about Arizona State Representative running for Arizona Secretary of State. It's not over yet, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear. Let's talk about the Election Fairness Institute. Go EFI.org to learn more. Go EFI.org. 
Uh, and right before the pause, Mark, you were discussing some of these local county things. We need to work on this precinct by precinct, county by county, right? Yes, sir. In fact, um, what I referenced was the Senate concurrent resolution 1037, which, um, as I said, was brought by Senator Brelli and in the House was supported by Leo Biasucci. Um, it passed. Now, the contents of it are very clearly based on Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1 of the United States Constitution, which says, in part, paraphrase, federal office elections will be controlled by the legislature's time, place, and manner. Well, okay, so they, they set the day, they set the time, they set the place, Voting day is Tuesday at a boat center in Maricopa someplace. And then we get to manner, the manner in which the election will be conducted. And that is circumspect. Everything about the manner of the election is controlled by the legislature. Now, there are some who would say, well, it wasn't run as a bill, so it doesn't carry the weight of law. Mm, Au contraire. If you look at Article 1 closely, it doesn't include any aspect of Article 2 or Article 3 of the Constitution, Article 2 being the executive branch, Article 3 being the judicial branch. There is absolutely no mention whatsoever in Article 1 for the necessity of an executive of the government to sign off on the legislature's listing of time, place, and manner. So with that said, the SCR... Senate concurrent resolution passed by a majority of both the Senate and the House now creates essentially superseding law that tells the counties you may not use ballot tabulate, electronic ballot tabulation equipment unless it passes DOD standards. The reason being Virtually every motherboard in the United States on every computer has components that were built under the control of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, if there, let's say that there's an F-35 that's flying and they find a chip on one of those boards that was created by the CCP, they would immediately ground every aircraft until those chips were replaced. In fact, they already have in some instances. So the legislature now has asserted what's called plenary authority. That means absolute no adjective is necessary. It's plenary, 100% power to alter the manner in which an election is conducted. In, in this case, it is clearly the legislature exhibiting its authority to say, you're going to have to do a hand count of paper ballots unless you can find equipment that meets the Department of Defense standards for critical infrastructure. That's how important this is. Now, there are lawyers who are saying, oh, that's a misuse of power. We, we disagree. We think the law says something else. And it's like, okay, you can have an opinion all day long. The black letter of the law, it could not be more clear. It is crystal clear that it is the legislature that will choose the manner in which elections are, are held. There's no doubt we need election um... – <laughs> A re-overhaul or redo or whatever you want to say for the elections, ladies and gentlemen. This is out of control. Go EFI.org to learn more about a lot of what they're doing. Uh, Sheriff Mack, chime in here. I think we need reforms, uh, as Mark said, 
post-haste. I mean, we got to have this now. Time is of the essence. We're coming up on 24 faster than we think, Sheriff. Yes, and the media uh, have done a great job of uh, marginalizing all the work that Mark and Carrie have been doing. Uh, and actually, CSBOA and uh, Catherine and Greg, the everybody who's been fighting election fraud, they've been very adept at marginalizing. Well, and they're trying to tell people that this isn't what you – you're not seeing what you think you're seeing. They're gaslighting people. Right, exactly. And they have been – they've been doing it for quite some time. And now we're at and that good. point. Um, and, and, yeah, they've got really good at it. So EFI is doing everything that we can to um, – this is the Election Fairness Institute. We're doing everything we can to identify a defective process. Um, we're a 501c3. So that means that we can't engage in politics, but what we can do is examine process for defects. And one of the big defects that we have is completely linked to mail-in ballots. But then we've also got a defect in the process with machines. We have a defect yeah, in process and, and with that particular was my statutes. Is that the first thing that needs to happen? Is that the first thing that needs to happen, get rid of computerized tabulations? Um, in my personal opinion, yes. Unless, of course, yeah. we get to a place where we have open source code. Now, that's one of the things that's also listed in the SCR, that it's not just enough for you to use machines that pass DOD standards. You will also have to have software, which is open source, meaning the public can inspect the code for nefarious code that would flip votes. Now, that's been the crux of the matter. And again, I'll be commenting on this in my substack, markfincham.substack.com, later this week. If people want to subscribe to that, there is a free version of it. But this is the crux of the matter going to Georgia, to Pennsylvania, Michigan, and that is votes that don't seem to make sense. We've got counties that you go to bed and you're 6,000 votes ahead. The next morning you get, you're up and they haven't counted very many, but and now all of a sudden you're 6,000 behind. Well, okay, there are some things that are not making sense, uh, especially in, in the Maricopa election. Here's one of those. Uh, six weeks before the election, Trafalgar had me at seven points ahead of Adrian Fontes. Ten days before the election, CNN, hardly a, a, a supportive of, of conservatives, yeah. CNN said I was three points ahead of Adrian Fontes. Then on election day, I lose by half a point. But... Six weeks after, Rasmussen reports does another poll called an extended exit poll, reaching out to voters who said, yeah, I'm willing to tell you who I voted for. Guess what? I won by three. You won. Kerry won by seven based upon the sample that that they took. The exact numbers that we were confident of going into Election Day. That's stunning. Yeah. And then to see the, just the difference between offices, um, my good friend Seth Keschel, who also does a Substack, commented on this has never happened in the history of the United States in the midterm, where you saw such a wide range of differences between the governor's office at 17,000 votes, my race at 120,000 votes. Um, you've got the superintendent of public instruction, a Republican who actually won by 6,000. 
And then you've got the state treasurer who won by over 300,000 votes. The, the wild swing between those offices has never happened in the history of the United States, ever, in a midterm. Yeah. That's the other thing that's that I said about Arizona. significant. It is. It is. In fact, that's a, it's one of the hugest stories out of all of this uh, because, it, it, you know, it's not speculation. You're giving a, a, an historical fact. But the other one was this. I'm from Arizona. I lived here most of my life. I spent about 15, 16 years in Utah, but this is where I was raised. This, this is where I've spent most of my life. I've spent about 55 years here in, in Arizona. I really love Barry Goldwater. Uh, but this is the thing. Arizona, looking at all the horrible things going on in politics and, and at the border especially, the dis- devastation at our border and the inflation and the corruption of the Biden administration, they literally came out, all the Arizonans who saw all that and were sick and tired of it, especially the border problems, came out and voted, we want to keep that going. Put Hobbs in. Put a <laughs> county attorney in who is, is – and yes, oh, and, and especially this crook, Fontes. Yes, uh, he screwed up totally as uh, Maricopa County's uh, recorder and screwed up everything there. So, yes, we want him to be uh, in office. And so the the and then the oh, and the attorney general. So the biggest four offices uh, all went completely Democrat. Oh, but as you alluded to earlier, Tom Horn wins as the superintendent of schools and education for the entire state. How did how did Tom Horn win amidst all of that? But how do how do the people of Arizona vote in one single Democrat at all that had been going on? For heaven's sake. Anyway, Mark, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, you well, I'm glad that you. Uh, all right, uh, stay there, everybody. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live final segment in seconds on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bottom line is Mark Fincham with us, Sheriff Richard Mack with us. Look, we have got to keep fighting these election battles. I know they want you to give up, folks, but never, I repeat, never give up. GoEFI.org to learn more about the Election Fairness Institute. It's the incredible work from Mark Fincham and others really saying we've got to push. We've got to get to the bottom of this. The more we expose this, the more they look foolish denying us at every turn and pretending there's nothing there we have got to push hard there's a few interesting pieces and good news pieces to highlight before the end of the hour number one arkansas now recognizes gold and silver as legal tender in the state utah kicked this off arizona's on board uh, mark fincham this is great news it is good news and what people need to understand is previously in arkansas they would purchase gold and silver, which triggered a taxable event. Now that Arkansas recognizes gold and silver, whether it's bullion or coins, as legal tender specie, now, instead of it being a purchase, it's an exchange, which is not a taxable event. You're ex exchanging one currency, air quotes, for another form of currency. This is huge. We passed this in Arizona three, four years ago. And while the IRS might treat it as a purchase, we now have, with a growing number of states that have adopted this position, we now have something that's challengeable in tax court. And what it means is good money will chase out bad over time. That's right. All right. Anyway, we love that. Ladies and gentlemen, also we have good news on the front. Riverton, Utah Mayor. The guy's name is Trent Staggs. He's sick of it. He cannot take it anymore, and it's about time, ladies and gentlemen. He is seeking to unseat Senator Mitt Romney in 2024. I don't even know anything about Trent, but I wish him luck. I'd like to get him on the radio and learn about this guy, but we need challenges to Mitt Romney. Now, the whole nation wonders what the heck is up with Utah. Why would you elect such a buffoon to office? Um, just so you know, we didn't really exactly elect him. Uh, we had caucus systems in Utah, and the caucus folks voted Mitt down, and he would have been shut down. But they re-engineered the law to where rich people could put enough names on the ballots and circumvent the caucus system in, in Utah. And so even though the people really tried to reject Mitt Romney, he got elected anyway. This is an example of part of the problems, Mark. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you, you've got an individual who clearly uh, was not somebody who was chosen by the people, but he was selected by certain people. And that's that's a flaw in the system. Big old carpet bag and Mitt Romney ran around and got elected anyway, even though the literally the caucus system rejected him. He wouldn't have had a prayer. The people didn't want him, but he literally came to our state, ran one based on big money uh, and manipulating the laws to do his bidding. 
So our prayers are with this Trent guy, and hopefully they can upend him. Any final comments on that, Sheriff Mack? Well, I always said that it, that would be one reason Mitch, I would your want buddy. to move back to Utah. Yeah, if I could just run against Mitt Romney. <laughs> and and uh, uh, that I voted for him once, notwithstanding. But, uh, you know, there was there were some real uh, powerful reasons for that, too, because he was running against Obama. So uh, I thought, well, yeah, anyway, Mitt Romney is a catastrophe. Uh, would would he have been better than Obama? Maybe a little bit. And and then if you look historically, maybe not at all. Uh, but uh, anyway, I was wrong to do that. I wish I hadn't done it, but I did. Uh, but Mitt Romney, I would love to run against him and expose him for all he is. But this uh, Staggs guy, uh, I've never heard of him, but my brother lives there. I'm going to ask my brother uh, in Riverton if he knows him very well. Uh, and then we'll go from there. But I, I really agree with him. We're sick and tired of Mitt Romney. Well, and Mitt Romney is a World Economic Forum guy. He's a New World Order guy. So if you want to have oh, yeah. people telling you how to live your life, then keep him. Yeah, agreed. But anyway, right, where do we go from here, ladies and gentlemen? The next story is out of Oregon. This lake, um, what's this place called? Anyway, it's this high school in Oregon. They literally now have tampon dispensers in the boys' bathrooms. Well, the teenage boys can't take it. They just can't deal with it. So they're ripping down the tampon dispensers and throwing them in the toilet, and now the school's begging them to please stop. Sheriff Mack? Why do you... Why do you beg them to stop? Why don't you uh, suspend them for uh, the criminal mischief or whatever? Uh, actually, I agree with the kids doing it. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I don't support vandalism, uh, but on this particular case, uh, it is so stupid uh, and a waste of, of money. Maybe that is a good message for the kids, the boys in that bathroom, to send to the school. We don't want this crap in here. We don't want your stupid woke crap. Uh, and if you'll recall, Sam, remember uh, that front page story uh, that the Southern Poverty Law Center had on their intel report that went to the school where I was teaching because they sent them out to all the schools. And it was about the uh, prejudice of uh, the monthly menstruation of females in schools. It was the stupidest article and stupidest front page I had ever seen in my life. I showed it to our principal and assistant principal. They hadn't seen the magazine, uh, even though it comes to the school there. Uh, and the stupidity and nonsense of Southern Poverty Law Center was shown there. And I still don't know why they have any credibility anywhere, even with the, the most insane uh, leftists. But this this is so insane, Sam. I'm going to be on side of the vandalism this time. More power to them. If it goes back Call me. I'll come do it with you. Well, it's mostly peaceful process or most, mostly peaceful protest, but at least they didn't yeah, set anything on fire. throw the tea in fire. the harbor. Exactly. Throw the tea in the harbor. <laughs> you bet. I'm with you. <laughs> what else is going to come? I'll tell you. This is such a mess. But but anyway, where, where do we go? Where Where do we go from here, Mark, with with the election process that uh, that you and Carrie are fighting in the state, 
where where do we go? Does she, does she have a legitimate shot at the state Supreme Court? That's a great question to close. Um, I, I think that, well, first of all, I know that she is going to appeal. Um, we both believe yeah. that the judge was wrong in his decision. It's not his place to rewrite law. It's his place to determine did or did not a comparison happen. And with the evidence that was presented, Correct. there is no way on this planet that you can discern that a, a comparison actually happened. It didn't happen. So this judge, I'm hopeful the Supreme Court will look at the evidence, will look at all, all of the briefings and say, no, we disagree, we're overturning this, and we are going to set this election aside. Now, if they don't do that, then it will likely go to the U.S. Supreme Court because it's going to have to get out of, outside of the influence of Maricopa County. That's my concern, is there is yeah. undue influence on this judge and on the process. Now, with that said, I'll be commenting on this in my Substack uh, probably for the next month. If people want to follow it, they can look for Mark Fincham. That's M-A-R-K-F like Frank, I-N-C-H-E-M dot Substack dot com. Now, the other thing that people can do, and I urge them to do this, uh, by now every single county supervisor in Arizona has received a copy of Senator Borelli's letter. I urge the residents of every single county to show up at your county supervisor meetings and under public comment demand that they follow the superseding law that has been put down in SCR 1037. That's SCR 1037. That they do paper ballots, hand counting, and that they only use machines as the secondary means of verifying the hand count. And then, of course, if the machine does not have open source code, they can't use it. Hard stop. Well, that uh, that sounds like a great solution for the entire country, but let's start in Arizona. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it is astonishing, uh, the subterfuge uh, that is uh, destroyed our election process here. People don't trust this. Look at the national polls. How many people really thought and believed there was election fraud nationwide? What is it, 65 percent, 70 percent? And yet they according still to don't reports, go anywhere the with most, it? The most, yeah, according to Rasmussen reports, the most recent poll that I can find was 62 percent of Americans believe that it is likely that fraud played a role in the 2020 election. Now, because there have been no changes and because we now have significantly more sunshine being put on, on the 2022 election than the 2020 election, I've got to believe that that number is right. north of 65, if not 67%. Yeah. There you have and, it. We got and our, the others. Two thirds of the country. Well, we got our work cut out. And the others are all partisan. Yeah, oh boy, do we. My goodness. Well, Mark, we sure appreciate your time. We know you got to run, but thank you so much for enlightening us. Uh, the information you gave us today was fantastic, and thanks for sharing a little time. I know you're really busy, but thanks, and uh, I'm proud to call you friend. We've been through a lot Amen. here together, so God bless you. Thank you, God brother. Bless you, Mark. Go EFI.org, ladies you, and gentlemen. Mark Fincham dot substack dot com uh, to join his incredible writings and keep up with what they're doing there mark fincham thank you so much our prayers are with you and um carrie lake i know that this is an epic battle ladies and gentlemen it is not time for the faint-hearted sheriff mac 
No, it is not, Sam. Uh, we've still got a lot of work to do. And, and Sam, looking at all the list of all the corrupt things going on in our country, it's really hard to pick the number one right now. It really is. Amen. CPS abuse and child trafficking and child sexual ex- exploitation, uh, all the dastardly things that are happening, uh, the evil that's happening at the border, the corruption of Washington, D.C., the White House. Um, look, look at the Democrat Party parading Diane Feinstein around, uh, and, and she can't even hardly hold up her head. And, you know, I want to make a poster of her and several others, uh, and even add John McCain to it, uh, the list of people who prove now to everyone why we need uh, uh, term limits. <laughs> and, and <laughs> By the it, way, it, just so everybody knows before so the end of the hour, Lake Ridge, Oregon is where this high school was that I was telling you where these high school students, boys, are just flat out removing the tampon dispensers from the walls of the bathrooms. And they're just simply depositing them in the toilet, saying, to get this garbage out of here. We can't take it anymore. And I agree with Sheriff Mack. I'm not for Sam, vandalism, I, but I have to uh, say, they're making a stand, and the only way they know how they're saying this is absolutely bogus. Yeah. It's, it's throwing the tea in the harbor, Sam. That's what they're doing. Well, and that's why in America, I'm not I'm not calling for any violence, but I am saying we better ratchet up our response, folks. They're running over us roughshod. Look, the FBI is flat out of control. Your school board's flat out of control. Your elections are flat out garbage and out of control. We have got to start to stand together as the American people, the great majority. Our greater numbers can change the game for Sheriff Mack. CSPOA.org. Become a member today. By the way, the posse is coming up in a little bit. Get involved in that. Uh, and Sam Bushman for Brighty on TV, Brighty on Radio, for LibertyRoundtable.com, and of course, our nationally syndicated radio network, the Loving Liberty Radio Network, LovingLiberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Yeah.